Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Forrest. Hello. How's it going, man? Uh, I almost forgot that <laughs> I... that Was on the gaming yeah, podcast? Well, that I was immediately up on the introduction. Gotcha. I, like, my brain... Because every time you do the intro, my brain runs through it in my head. And yeah. I was expecting that, and Seth. And I'm like... So I was just sitting here waiting, like, oh, okay, he's going to get to me in a second. He... Almost skipping. It, it's my. sad that Seth is not here, but he is not feeling well. And so uh, we hope he feels better, um, especially uh, for his own health, but also because we have a lot coming up. So you're going to be listening to this on Friday morning. So let me explain the release schedule, because I put it in the Discord... But I think it should it should be known to everyone. So with E3 being a little wild, like it is every year, usually we do a bunch of episodes. So we are still going to do a bunch of episodes, but it's going to be more scheduled out. Usually we would kind of <laughs> just be like, okay, we've hit a threshold of enough news. Let's do pump an episode out quick. Um, I'm unwilling to do that this year. Thank you. And uh, you weren't even part of it last year. I know. Like... <laughs> Well, there was no E3, it was no E3, last, E3 year. last year, that's why. Yeah, and then the year before that... I yeah. came on right after, or not right, right after. So, you're going to be listening to this on Friday. Um, God, what's the date? June 11th. Yes. Then, uh, Sunday night is when we are going to be recording the Xbox and Ubisoft uh, Square... I think so. So Saturday and Sunday, we will be covering all of the conferences that happen on Saturday and Sunday, Sunday night. So you will get that episode in your feed late Sunday night, early Monday morning. And then Tuesday night, we will record an episode covering what happened on Monday and Tuesday. And that will be in your feed late Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. So three episodes all covering E3 and the Summer Games Fest. Um, there will be no episode next Wednesday because we'll be burnt out uh, for sure. Uh, we love you. We're going to be in the Discord hanging out with you. I created a special channel called E3 Chaos. So go in there and talk about E3 with us. It kicked off really well today with the Summer Games Fest, I believe. Uh, Jeff Cayley... Really patted himself on the back a lot during this thing. <laughs> as he does. Uh, as he does. Uh, he's the man that just has the gaming industry on his back, you would think. Um, but, you know, he did a good job. So I can't be too mad. Um, but that's going to be our E3 schedule. We hope you go on this journey with us. I'm going to talk about some giveaways later on in other episodes. So come back on Sunday and we'll... That'll be the episode where I talk about the giveaway. Because we're going to do one. We do one every year. Uh, not last year, but we do one every year. Or try to. So let's... Uh, I want to talk a little bit about what we've played. Because um, I think there was a lot in the Summer Games Fest. But I don't want to rob the people of good content. Yeah. Especially because I feel like the Summer Games Fest was two hours. And there yeah. was some good content... And then there was just a lot of content. <laughs> I'm not sure there was any bad content, 
but it was just a lot of content. Yeah. So I actually booted up today and played through most of the first chapter of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, oh, yeah, that new game that just released. You know, in the Discord over the past couple of weeks, there has been this thing with me where people have said about me that, and I have said about myself, that I do not replay games I've already beaten. And I'm making a special <laughs> place for this one <laughs> because this game is so close to my heart with the music and the atmosphere and let me tell you, I'm almost done with chapter one, and oh my god. This it game, still hits just as just, well. It might be a perfect video game for me. Yeah. And I, yeah. I have to state for me, because I am fully able to put up with Tetsuya Nomura and... <laughs> and relish in All it. of the... Yeah. Thrive. Right. Uh, the music is beautiful. I mean, we've said it all before, but it's so insane to play through it and just um, have those exact same feelings again uh, almost a year later. Yeah. It, it's, it is almost exactly a year later. Yep. A little over. And it's beautiful. I'm excited to play the Intermission DLC. I don't know when I'm going to start that. I don't know if I want to <laughs> start it. I'm going to do it before our next real episode. Yeah. Because I want to beat it and be able to talk about it on that episode. But, I mean, I might beat Remake by then, too. So, <laughs> you know. If you do, I'm going to be astounded. It's not like, it's I not mean, like a horribly long game, but if even if you do just, like, the story stuff, that's still a fair bit of time. Yeah. I mean, I can do it. Though, I, mean, I believe you. I beat, I beat Remake in, like, five days. Four days? I I really burnt through that. Yeah, game. you you hammer these things out yeah. faster than I think any other human should. <laughs> I it's because when I've when I've got my hands on something and I you dig in, I like it. I don't let go. <laughs> um, I made some more progress in Mass Effect, but uh, you know, I I went on a small vacation over the weekend when I and the weekend is when I enjoy to play that game because you have to really read a lot of stuff. Yes. Uh, so I, I did not get to play that like I wanted to. And now it's going to have to take a back burner to Final Fantasy VII Remake and Ratchet and & Clank. So, yeah. That's... Whew. <laughs> you guys are going to get a lot of new content for me next full episode because I'll have beaten Ratchet & Clank too. I, I know I will have because... I will maybe play that game in one sitting. I'll find the, I'll find the energy. You'll find too. a way. Oh yeah, that oh Ratchet and Clank games. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's I'm excited. So that's that's basically what I played. Um, you know, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, it's, man. <laughs> if you have not played that game, or what have you? You have not watched a playthrough. Go find one without someone talking over it and doing hype stuff. Like, listen to the music and look at the atmosphere and, like, see how everything interacts with each other. Take it all in. And the fact that on the PS5, it plays at 60 frames and you can just feel it in the combat. You can... It's so smooth. We love it. And, uh, mm, mmm, mmm. It's good. It's very good. (laughs) Uh, Forrest, what did you play, so, if anything? 
Uh, I did. Uh, so I've been gone from the show for two weeks now, two episodes. Uh, no. One. One. The last time I was on was two weeks ago. Um, I can't remember what I talked about back then, to be honest. It was probably Mass Effect Andromeda and Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Um, that's it. But in the week that I was not here, I was on a trip in Arkansas, and I, upon your gracious suggestion, bought and played through a very hefty chunk of Onimusha. Yeah. <laughs> I talked about this yeah, game last, on the show last yep, week. And I listened, and I pretty much agree with everything you said <laughs> about it's, it. It's a great um, game. It's, it, 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 it is really good. Also, like, I... That era of Capcom, and by that era, I mean the time that Animusha and Devil May Cry 1 came out around the same time. Um, 2001? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really like the game design from that era of Capcom, especially with between those series and Resident Evil. They all play very similarly, um, like level design-wise and... Um, gameplay scenario wise but each are flavored a little bit differently to make it a really unique experience um and i think onamusha is actually a really good combination like a good middle ground between classic resident evil gameplay and early devil may cry yeah um oh yeah no that is it, like it, it is intersects it is perfectly. slow methodical combat with yeah. the sword yes and you can tell like they were like, well, we've got this fast-paced combat game that we're developing. We've got slow zombie shooter. Uh, let's do something, like, right up the middle. Yeah. And, yeah. I think they do it perfectly. Um, I I don't get frustrated with the combat at all. Like, it's all around a very good game. Um, it's, I think I got it for $20 on the eShop, which, yeah. like, ain't bad. Um not one bit. Um, and uh, you, you're fine with the combat now until you get to the next the, big boss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then I'll start complaining. It's, um, <laughs> and I mean, that's, she, she's just hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I would like to let the listeners know, I almost beat this. I was talking with David before we started recording. Apparently I'm like, if I played for like maybe 45 more minutes to an hour, I would have been done. Yeah. And I should have done that on the flight back. I mean, um, it's fine. And because I could have beaten it in that time then. Um, I just, I I was, it was a vacation, quote unquote, but I was also busy every single day for yeah. the most part. So like, it was very hard to find time to just sit and relax and want to play a game. Um, gotcha. But what I did play, I really enjoyed. Um also, th- this isn't something I played, but uh, I <laughs> bought a DS game while up in Arkansas because we went to a used game store. Um, it is Jonas, as in Disney's Jonas Brothers oh. video game for the DS because it was 99 cents. Nice. That's a steal. Sure. How could I say no? Y- you know? Was there a reason? <laughs> no, I just think it would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> for the bit. Yeah, for the bit. Um, I'm heavily considering trying it out, even though it looks like trash, but I, with so many other games coming up right now, I don't want to waste time for a stupid bit like that. I'll waste the money cause it's a dollar. Right. But the time I got more important things going on. I'll be on Musha 
within the next few days. You should um, play Ratchet and Clank. Put that PS5 to use. I'm going to put it to use for 7 Integrade first. Uh, yeah. Like, that's the more important thing to me. All right. Um, that, that is highest on the priority list. Um, gosh, what a, I There's so many things coming out these next few months. Did you... Okay, I haven't told you about this. I put it in the Discord. Uh, I've also been playing, as always, Fortnite. We've <laughs> as got, always. It's a new season right now. It's alien-based. So, of course, the level 100 tier skin is Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty. As much as I don't like Rick and Morty fans, yep. I like Rick and Morty. So, whatever. Mm, that makes uh, one of us. Uh I don't mean this at a. It's because of my unabashed way. love for Dan Harmon. Yeah, and we don't have to get into that. Uh, so, Rick and Morty is in it, but the the real is Morty in it or just Rick? This Hammer Morty is, and he's Rick's pickaxe. So it's got it's a hammer. I don't know what you're saying to me right now. <laughs> there, it's the greater. I get the pickaxe mechanic. Yeah, Hammer Morty. Yeah, so like the whole. It's hard to explain, but Morty can take Morty in different universes. Like it's like a Morty from a hammer forms. universe. Yeah. So where everyone's hammers, that's it's hammer Morty. And <sighs> yeah, there's a whole game called pocket Morty's uh, and it's basically Pokemon on phones and it's very fleshed out and a lot of people like it and they add content to it all the freaking time. Good for them. Uh, so Hammer Morty has like more eyeballs in the face and Does little he make arms. Noises? I'm like, imagining. Ow! I'm imagining, and that will be great when I unlock <laughs> it. But the best part about this season, and I don't know why they decided to do this, but the third, the second skin you unlock is this punk rock girl, and she looks cool. But then you see the dance that she has. And the song that's accompanied, and it's a ska song, and it's her singing about aliens and how she wants to get away from Earth and how she wants to join the aliens. I wish I could pump the music in behind me talking about it so and that not people, get but I've put the YouTube video in the Discord. I've asked Joe to review it yeah. because he loves ska. He's been in ska rightfully bands, so, and ska's like, great. Yes, and this song is very good. I'll have to check it out. I was at work when you sent it earlier, so I was like, ooh, I would like to know Joe's opinion. But then, uh, And know. also, she comes with a two-step dance where the song is playing in the back and she's two-stepping to it. And I love it. I just love it. And I, I'm wondering if it's going to lead to a greater ska resurgence in I hope so. the world because... You go into lobbies before the game starts, and everyone's just two stepping, and it's so blasting the ska song. It's so stupid. I love that, but I, it's so great. Th- listen, I I will admit on official public record right here, Fortnite's pretty great. Yeah, what it does for everything, all these crossovers, all like just the stuff that the game does and puts in, how much like love and affection and just fun is put into yeah. <laughs> all these new seasons. Like, it makes me smile. And I would not have had that opinion 
a year and a half ago. Yeah, until know? I had to, until I talk to you about it every time yeah. I'm around you. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. That's the one game you're fine with me watching you play. Yeah, I. <laughs> it's just because I like to show. <laughs> Show off your new skin. Yeah. All that jazz. I, yeah. All that And scar. I'm a monster. And I'm a monster that <laughs> has my skins on randomizers, so nothing matches. <laughs> and everyone, yeah, everyone hates it. It's yeah. Um, but That's rough. Yeah, now that we've talked about that, um, what we're going to do is we're going to start with the be- beginning of the Summer Games Fest news thing, and then we'll take a break somewhere in the middle. You noticed last week uh, I inserted a break where there wasn't one uh, <laughs> with the magic of editing because me and Seth decided to go long, which is really fun. Yeah. Um, but let's... So Jeff Cayley, Summer Games Fest. This is the first... This is not an E3 event, but it is an event. And I'd call it like pre-E3. Yeah. Like a pre They never said E3 once on it because, no. of course... It's completely separate. Yes. Um, so we'll start off with the announcement of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. From Gearbox, a Borderlands spinoff. Gearbox in 2K. Yeah. A, a Borderlands spinoff that is not attached to the story of Borderlands at all. Yeah. It's just using characters and concepts. No. No? It's just I mean, using Tiny Tina. Okay. But all the rest of it is, it's still a Borderlands-style game, yeah. where it's like a looter, shooter. A schluter. A schluter, whatever. <laughs> um, and it's got like six bazillion guns, whatever, blah, 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 you know, whatever they always say. But it's set in a completely fantasy setting. And it's and it has a voice cast out the wazoo of yeah, just me, a bunch of Hollywood actors. Um I remember a few off the top of my head if you want me to start list. Yeah. <laughs> Listing. Uh, you got Andy Samberg, Will Arnett, Wanda Sykes. Yep. Uh, Ashley Birch. Because she's the voice of Tiny Tina. Yeah. Um, I'm you blanking on the... That, no, you got that's it. That's it? Yeah. Oh, dang. But that's that's still three big names. Yeah. Uh, Which made me just, like, when this trailer was playing, it just made me wonder, what was the budget for this game? Like... Also, <laughs> taking more voice acting roles away from professional voice actors and giving them to regular live action actors isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I would like sometimes for cool big things to not have to rely on celebrity appearances, I guess. I'm not going to complain about not having to hear Troy Baker. That's fair. Which you know is what they would go <laughs> Troy to. Baker and Nolan Noor. Yeah. So, uh, you're right. I take back because sure, taking jobs away from other smaller voice actors sucks. Uh, but I don't trust any big studio to not to not put Troy Baker and Nolan North right at the forefront of their game. Yeah, which is exactly what Gearbox would do. I'm pretty sure they have done in one of the previous games. In the pre- I'm pretty sure they were characters. Yeah. So it's coming out early 2022, which is kind of a surprise. So. We'll see. I bet you it gets a date or we get more information at Gearbox's press thing yeah. on Saturday. Uh, but that's, they kind of, 
Jeff Kale like asked them for more information and they're like, oh, we'll tell you more in the future because they had to dodge saying, we'll E3. tell you more at E3 on Saturday. Yeah. Like it's, it, it was a weird vibe a couple of times yeah. where he pressed uh, developers to say something and they're like, well, the future will always give you more information. Yeah, or look on the website. Yeah. And it's like, well, because the website says we'll see you at E3. Yeah. Well, also, that's a weird thing, too, because during the showcase, I know Jeff Cayley talked about the Xbox and Bethesda showcase. So He may not have said the so E3 here's the showcase, thing. though. So here's the thing. I found this out the other day on Twitter. The Xbox and e the Xbox and Nintendo press conferences are not technically, technically uh. part of E3. <laughs> But they allowed, but they, <laughs> but they are sponsors of E3, and so they're allowing E3, the ESA, to co-stream their announcements. Yeah. So that's why Jeff Cayley is like, also pseudo claiming them, as part of the Summer Games Fest. Gotcha. Because if you just have a game announcement, I guess Jeff Cayley can come out and co-opt <laughs> it as part of the Summer Games Fest. Suplex the Sticks, not officially part of Summer Games Fest yet. But who knows? <laughs> At any point, he could decide to claim us. Yes. So um. let's let's keep moving. <laughs> Wonderlands looks great. Very excited. Yeah. Uh, I like. I hope it's good because Borderlands Three left me disappointed, and you know, was that from a writing or a gameplay perspective though? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Wasn't huge on the live game aspects of Borderlands yeah. Three, and the writing. Was not consistent throughout, yeah. in my opinion. I'm I'm hoping Wonderlands kind of takes some feedback from what Gearbox got from Borderlands Three, because I I think I remember you and Seth talking about it. That game felt like it released a little bit too late. Like you, I remember you guys f- saying you felt like it was written year like a few years ago, so it was already dated by the time it released. But also like some of the stuff it tried to do with gameplay. Uh, just, like, other developers had already figured out that some of these systems just didn't really work that way anymore. Yeah. Um, So I'm hoping that Gearbox is, again, not behind on the curve here with what the general consensus amongst the industry is for a lot of these mechanics. We we can only hope. (laughs) Uh, All right, so... Next, they showed off Metal Slug Tactics, which looks like a Advance Wars, but way more involved. Yes. And I was smiling the whole time. Same. It looks great. It does. And this is the first Metal Slug release of anything in a long time. I wouldn't know. (laughs) Uh, So my experience with Metal Slug is solely in arcades which means I was bad at the games and yet still tried again and again to play some of them. Um, But I never played any at home, but I do like tactical RPG games. I just don't ever get on the ground floor with them a lot of the times, so I kind of miss out on a lot. Um, But this looks so good. Like, even the art style, it's still the Metal Slug art style, um, but it's so expressive 
in in a lot of its animations and all of its pixel art and stuff. Um, and it just looks like such a joy, <laughs> which is weird because it's a game about like military and guerrilla warfare. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the anime cutscenes. Yeah, there. that was fun. Yeah, was was a big fan of that. I'm I'm really excited for that. Do you, Do you remember if it had a release date for it? No. Mm. Uh, I don't see one on the website either. Gotcha. But uh, you can wish list it on Steam if you want. Um, then we had a really long conversation with uh, what I consider to be like Tetsuya Nomura's evil twin that's <laughs> not as good as him. Uh, on my brain, Hideo Kojima. Yeah. And uh, Hideo Kojima um, really brought the mood down with his weird conversation with Jeff where he... He's always a philosophical yeah. man. That's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I He said something during it, though, um, which I really honed in on. Uh, he said something around the lines of, I, I want to make a fun game again. Or something, something like that, involving creating games and fun, and I just think that's really funny because um, that implies that maybe Death Stranding wasn't necessarily a fun game. Well, yeah, he has to know that game wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah, um, doesn't fun doesn't equate to good for all listeners. Right. Like something can be good and not be fun, um, but he specifically I, I still was like. I'm not sure to say that Death Stranding was good, though, either. So. No, I, I don't have an opinion on it. I won't play it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't do that. Um, so we get a weird... They do a conversation because um, Jeff loves Hideo, and they're very happy together. Yes. Let love live. Um, and they will just... Uh, Jeff like keeps trying to get him to announce a game... The, the big rumor is that Hideo Kojima and Xbox are working together to basically the next Hideo Kojima project will be an Xbox project. Yeah. That is the ongoing rumor that they're working on a deal. Um, but Hideo's not saying anything. And then he says one more thing. Then you get this weird video of... Too long the of a Norman video. Reedus... Knocking over, pulling a box over with oranges in it. And then sitting in the box. Sitting in the box because he can't figure out what to do like Snake did with which he hid under the box. And then it just ended. Yeah. He, he gets out of the box, puts it back on the shelf, and then the video ends. Um, it was a then, really weird, unnecessarily long video. And then it said Death Stranding Director's Cut... We'll let you know more in a few weeks, which is strange because what event is it going to be shown at? Yeah. Except for possibly a secret PS Sony event that no <laughs> one knows about yet. Um, and it's just weird. Also, if the director's cut is what kept that scene out of the game, then maybe there not, needs to not be a director. They're, they're, we don't need the director's cut. We need... Just that game on PS5. Yeah, and also the existence of this director's cut for Death Stranding to me implies that somehow Kojima was 
like he didn't complete his full vision for Death Stranding's original release, which I know is not true because that game is unabashedly f- unfiltered Kojima. Yeah, like, I don't understand. Uh, and that's <laughs> it's special. <laughs> like ever since Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, in like the development cycle for that game, he has just been pretty much been given free reign and unfiltered carte blanche to do whatever he wants. So like, what is the point of calling this a director's cut? He's Sorry. not being reined in at all. Some people need rails. <laughs> he does. Some people need the bumpers at a bowling alley. Yes, and that's okay. I'm one of those people. <laughs> um, so so let's let's move this along because uh, there's a lot. Yes. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution Two was announced. Um, that looked cool. I guess that's coming out this year. I haven't played the first one. I didn't know there was a first one. If it's the game that I'm thinking of, it was a really bad game. Well, there you go. We're getting a really bad second one. Um, Japanese uh, Breakfast. Nope, it's a, not the game that I thought it was. Is a band or a, a singer, and she sang a song during Sable Alpha gameplay. Yeah. That game looks great. Yes. And the song was good. So good on you, Jeff Keeley. Yeah. Like, nailed it. Uh, the the game looked fantastic. Really was into it. Yes. Uh, there. Uh, before I came over here tonight, uh, I was looking around on YouTube. There is actually like thirteen minutes of gameplay for that game that just released. I think within the last few I days. I think I saw that it's going to be part of the Xbox demos uh, thing. Yeah. Next week. So we can give it a shot there. I think. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> Unless if you're right, in which Unless case, if I'm right, then refer quote back me all to this day. episode. Yeah. Um, Lost Ark is coming fall of 2021 by Amazon Games. It's a MMO that is really popular overseas and is now being brought to America. Uh, looks neat, but it's an MMO. So Unfortunately. You know, I won't play it. Yep. Uh, there's a very long Call of Duty Warzone spot, which I was blown away that they spent so much time talking about Call of Duty Warzone. That's something I can harp on a little later once we start getting into other things that they keep coming Taking back. Yes, on. yeah. It was, it was <laughs> weird. They, they did a lot of really long spots in this. Uh, this is what we'll touch on before the break. They did a lot of really long spots on this where they talked about Amazon a lot because Amazon sponsored yep. this. And obviously they gave them a ton of money uh, because they just kept bringing up the Twitch Prime and all this other stuff and how you can stream games through Amazon and you can get free games through Amazon and just Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. And then they also spent a long time talking about certain things that it didn't seem like really needed lengthy ex- lengthy things like or things that didn't even need to be at this showcase like the uh, uh I'll let you finish your point I'm sorry I had to get that <laughs> no 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 let's like go for it what okay so I started having a problem with a lot of showcases over the past like 2 years where like you think these showcases are going to be a lot of new reveals for games or just new info on games that haven't released yet except 
with the way that a lot of games work currently with the seasonal multiplayer structure, they are basically able to continue pumping out content year round, like continuously, which means that they are going to get spots at these showcases, even though these games are already out and maybe showcasing this content for your new season could have just been done in a regular video upload instead of at a specific event that is pretty much advertised as showcasing new games and releases and it in it all of the all of these like games that are already out just having new uh, update trailers basically just feels like a really poor way of padding out a game showcase to me like we mentioned earlier this thing was like what two hours long yeah it didn't need to be two hours it didn't need to be and i think part of that is because it's padded out with stuff that doesn't necessarily need to be here yeah, but I think so. Those people probably pay big to money be to there. be there, and so but I don't I, care. <laughs> I understand that you've. So I can I understand where you're coming from a thousand percent, and I agree with you. But also, you. I also see the side of Jeff Cayley sort of has as much as he loves himself some Jeff Cayley. <laughs> He has to pay the bills yeah. somehow. And so, sure, the Amazon stuff was annoying, but these, like, sort of commercials that are also, he could play them off as reveals, are an easy way to probably get money and, you know, make this more feasible. Yeah. Because um, I imagine it's not cheap to do game awards and this stuff, especially. That seemed like they had a pretty elaborate set that was like all screens and crazy stuff. And they've been rehearsing for like the past four days. Um, so they've got to have a pretty decently sized crew, I'd imagine. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. But I think it's also like there's a lot. Money, sadly, is is probably the reasoning. Yeah. There. Uh and with that bummer of capitalism, uh, with that, we are going to go to our break and we will be right back. Hi, Big Joe here, and I'm here to tell you to check out Suplex the Sticks on all social media platforms at, at Suplex the Sticks. Links for the socials and the invite to our Discord are in the show notes below. Subscribe and review the show on your favorite podcatcher. And while you're at it, let your friends know about the podcast. It's the best way to help us grow our community. And with that, back to the show. And we're back. All right. Let's continue talking about the Kaylee Fest. Uh, we left off at Warzone and advertisement spots complaining. Yes. Which is valid because next was Among Us, <laughs> uh, which was just a bunch of skin. skin I hesitate to say skins. Uh, colors. And... Uh, Masks, yeah, and a new mode like hide and seek. So cool. I know, listen, kids love Among Us, they love it. It makes for so, funny YouTube content, yeah, sure. You know, if you got the right group, I, I've never played it, and Me I, neither. I want to, but I also don't want to, yeah. Like, I, 
I don't know. We would have to get the right group of people. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a gaming meetup and play Among Us. Uh, it's, I mean, it's free on phones, right? Yes. So, yeah. Easy peasy. That should be fun. Maybe one day. Um, next was a game that I... Uh, this game called Salt and Sacrifice. Yes. Which looked really good. And is the sequel to a game called Salt and Sanctuary. Which, uh, Salt and Sanctuary was one of the first games to, that came out of like the post-Dark Souls oh, really? boom. Um, that were specifically designed to be Souls-likes. Um, gotcha. But the thing with Salt and Sanctuary is that it was 2D. So it was trying to pretty much do a one-to-one translation of that Dark Souls gameplay style. But on a 2D um framing neat yeah is it fun i mean well did you play it no it looked neat it, i might give it a shot yeah so if you like dark souls then you'll probably like salt and sanctuary and salt and sacrifice once that comes out yeah um interesting naming convention here yes <laughs> <laughs> that's why i remember it so well actually it's because uh like i just never had seen I, you don't see the word salt often yeah. you know it sticks with you yeah. Um, Solar Ash got a trailer. Just that game looks great every time I see it. Except uh, I feel like each new trailer we see less and less of it. Yeah, it's very confusing. <laughs> I, when it's is like this a countdown. I didn't, I didn't see a date. Apparently. I didn't either. I don't know. I just want to play this game at this point. It's been at like every indie showcase. For a solid for a year time. now at yeah. least. Like consistently at them for a year announced a while ago this little tease made it look like a um what do you call it uh oh my god my (laughs) shadow of the colossus style game yeah it may look because you jump on the big thing that's fair we can around points and you slam its head into the freaking (laughs) ground uh you know it it looked like a like a little bit of that so I was too distracted by all the squelching noises that were coming from destroying the weak points. Yeah. Uh, I was so distracted and upset by those noises that, like, whatever was visually happening, I could not remember. Yeah, that thing was dying loudly. (laughs) Um, Chivalry 2 is next. I thought Chivalry 2 had been out for a while now. I guess I was Let wrong. Let me tell you, I also thought it was out, but this game looks so like it's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a great, I love Dan Reichert. Um, oh, there's a great Dan Reichert clip man. of him just messing around in that game the other day. And he threw his dagger at a hanging body and knocked the hanging body loose and it landed on someone and killed them. And he's like the the laugh he made. He sounded like a monkey. It was hilarious because he is just a big dumb. Like he's so great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chivalry Two. It's a medieval fighting game that looks to be very chaotic, uh, and not realistic. No, so it, it looks real fun though. It's part of the fun. Yeah, I'm downloading that like soon. Yeah. I'm, yeah. That's it's on my list. I want to play it real bad. Uh, next was Two Point Campus, which I guess this game called Two Point Hospital was pretty popular for a little bit. I had never heard about it. Me neither. And people were real excited for this. So it's like a 
build a campus thing. It looks like, like a, a Sims-type Sims yeah, game. It's yeah, it's a Simsy-type game. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't for me, probably. Yeah. But, you know, people liked Two Point Hospital. Uh, so, Two Point Campus. Uh, I need to know, like, have you played Smite? I did back when it first got on Xbox. I was in high school still, so this was a while ago. Uh, I was still living out in the shores at that time, so that was even longer ago. Um, I, it, I didn't like it too much, but like in the long run, but at that time I was getting into MOBA games. Like I was is, playing League. Is Smite the like third person shooter MOBA? Yeah. Mm, I don't know if I call it a shooter, but definitely third person. It, it is a MOBA for it's sure. It's not top down. No. Okay. Um, Third person in Smite had pretty consistently had crossovers throughout pretty much its entire Yeah, uh, that's what's kind of blowing time. me away with this. Yeah. that Last year they had an Avatar... Uh, the last Airbender crossover. I saw there was like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yep. one. They've had like Cthulhu stuff, uh, just a bunch of different things. And now adding onto that list is a Stranger Things crossover, um, which when they showed this off, I it just made me think that Dead by Daylight had a Stranger Things crossover. Yeah. Um, and I was just thinking about that the whole time instead, <laughs> which is probably not a good thing for the Smite uh, marketing team. Yeah, so Stranger Things, getting the crossover with Smite. Uh, you get to play as Eleven or Hopper or the Demogorgon or uh, I forget the name of the big one in the third season. The Haven't Mind Flayer. Mm. Yes. Uh, look uh, neat. D and D monsters. Yes, D and D monsters. That's <laughs> yeah. mind flayers suck. <laughs> Quick aside to D and D, mind flayers suck. Hate them. <laughs> uh, we'll get to D and D in a minute. Uh, oh actually. yeah. <laughs> so after that was this game called Anacrusis, which just looks like a you're on a space, space cruise it and it's left for dead. Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, it yeah. It bad. So when I watched it during the showcase today, I was like, oh, I'm pretty interested in this. And then I watched it when I got home later, and I actually, like, got to look and observe. And I was like, oh, this doesn't look too great. The gun, I'm not a fan of guns that fire lasers. They just don't feel like they pack a proper weight um, to their shots. Um, and then also the animations for all of the aliens that you're shooting just they look so stilted and like just it doesn't look good like it it and I don't I don't like saying it doesn't look good because maybe it's just really early in development um but like there's got to be a lot of optimization here yeah yeah it looked it looks sloppy it lo yeah it looks sloppy um next is this Vampire the Masquerade multiplayer game, that looked fine. It was just uh, a cinematic trailer for the whole thing, wasn't it? It was just a cinematic trailer. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, I was hoping Seth would be on this show because He's there's the this game. These. Right, and it's a part of the Dark Pictures anthology. And the new one is called House of Ashes, which looks really cool and terrifying, but I... You know, I wanted. I would rather have his take on it yeah. than my own. Um, because I I can't play those. 
<laughs> I get scared and I get stressed out. I've tried to play the horror one on PS4 slash 5 so often. Yeah. I play, I've tried to play it so many times and I can't do it. I'm so sorry, I buddy. get so spooked. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, House of Ashes, Dark Pictures Anthology. That looks really good. Yeah. Um, I would say it actually looks better than at least the last one that they did. Um, Man of Medan was the first one, wasn't it? Not counting Until Dawn. Yeah, so um, Until Dawn's the one I can't ever get through. Yeah. Um, um, so this is the third of the anthology games um, that they started with after Until Dawn. Um, and I I would say this one looks the most interesting out of them. I don't know, it just... It, it feels a lot more intense, um, especially because, like, so the setup for this one is that it's a bunch of soldiers on um, this time around. So, like, these are people who are trained to kill and survive, you know? And even, like, they're having troubles with all these, like, creatures and monsters and stuff. So, like, I don't know. The stakes feel a little higher, so it feels more intense, you know? Um, so Yeah, so Man of Medan, Little Hope, and yeah. then uh, House of Ashes. Also, what a cool name. <laughs> yeah. it's That's a really good Sounds name. Sounds like a Destiny yeah. thing. <laughs> it does sound like a, a desti- that is a Destiny name. I love it. Whether or not they know they did it, they did it. So, uh, then we get Tales of Arise. Great trailer. Yes. This game looks so good. I've been keeping an eye on this game for a little bit over a year now. Um, cause I, I always wanted to get into the Tales series, but JRPGs were always a really tough thing for me. Um, but Arise looks so good and it looks like it's heading more in an action RPG style, which I am all for given what a bunch of my favorite games are <laughs> like Kingdom Hearts and, uh, seven remake, like Tales of Arise just looks like it plays so well. Yeah. Like, take like take all the JRPG, like, party mechanics and how different each party member's role is, but then make it action RPG, I'm there. That's, like, oh, yeah. that's such solid gameplay variation. I just, I'm really excited for this game, and it got a release date um, for September 10th of this year. Which I was not expecting. No, uh, but I was hoping for. <laughs> so I was pleasantly surprised with that. Because I know, I think Japan already had their release date set uh, a little bit ago. Um, so it was pretty much just a matter of time before we got ours announced. Um, the only other Tales game I've played, I played like three hours of uh, Tales of the Abyss on the 3DS. That was the first one that I ever wanted to get. I actually have a, there was a manga adaptation of it and I have the first volume of it. <laughs> that's in that's my experience with the Tales series. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember much of playing it, but I know I played it. Yeah. So uh Planet of Lana made by Thunderful Games. What else have they done? Well, listen, I'll tell you. So Thunderful Games is the rebrand of um let me let me get the exact wording cuz I want to be correct here. I'm very excited about this. Uh, and I don't want to be incorrect. So this game looked really beautiful, by the way. Um, it also looked sort of sad, possibly. Uh, wasn't, wasn't Beauty and sadness do go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, of course. 
Uh, so Thunderful Group is a it's a group of developers. Um, so Image and Form was is one of them, and let's see. So there's Image and Form, Thunderful Development, Coat Sync, Thunderful Publishing, Rising Star Games, and Heather. They all kind of work together. Yeah. To make Thunderful games. So it's another image and form joint, kind of. And it looks real good. I'm excited. What else have has They've done the SteamWorld games. Okay. And they're doing that uh goo. Makes sense. Gunk. 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 Yes. Yes. Cool. Yeah, this game looks really good. <laughs> now that I finally uh get the back history on the developers here. Yeah. Uh I in like the way the trailer opens up, it's this girl uh sitting in a field with her pet question mm-hmm. mark. I'll, I'll her pet. Um but then like you just see a bunch of like meteors or something falling from the sky like as it as the camera pulls out and I think that's such a striking image and that's such a oh, yeah. a really interesting and way it's, to it's start. It's all hand painted. Like that's oh. what the game looks like. That's the point is to make it all look hand painted. Um, ah yes, like thirteen sentinels. <laughs> yeah. My. <laughs> so I mean, this game is coming out late, twenty twenty two. So we got some time. We got some time, but you know it's going to be awesome. Yeah, and it's going to have be impactful. Um, you know it's. It's just gonna, you know, it's gonna be sad because yeah. it's gonna be about war and this what is beautiful planet and how it's gonna affect this child. Yeah. And oh, uh, I don't want to think about this. Yeah, Stop. it's gonna be sad. <laughs> Stop. But it's gonna be good. Ugh. I don't want to cry on the podcast, but, David. I tried to avoid that. The Steam, the Steam World games have a level of like that sort of sadness as an undertone. Yeah. And it's rough sometimes. But now it's like on the forefront for this, for sure. Yeah. Um, next was a view into D&D Dark Alliance, Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance, yeah. which is like a Left for Dead version of Dungeons & Dragons. And it looks freaking cool, man. Yes. I'm so excited for this I, game. I've been uh, keeping track of this game for a few months now since one of my coworkers uh, told me about it. Uh, this game looks super cool. Uh, I've, I've never been more intrigued by a D&D game, um, like a video game. Yeah. Um, like, it, it's so It comes out a day after my birthday, Very and it's nice. coming on Game Pass. Yes. Day one. So, you know, Game Pass owners, go get it. Game Pass, baby. Game Pass, baby. Always, always good things being added on there. Did you see the faces in the soup? So the, in this trailer, no. they go to fight this big, giant man making an evil stew, and he pulls the spoon out, and inside of it is these goo faces, like souls or something. Uh, yeah, it was not appeasing. Uh, but yeah, so they had WWE's Ember Moon. Yeah, uh, Hannibal Burris. Hannibal Burris, Jeff, Jeff Kaylee, and, and a then, developer yep. playing it. Uh, and it looks it looks super sick. Look looks super good. Uh, you the four characters are Drist, uh, and like a dwarf and you know a regular D and D party. Um, <laughs> let's let's move on. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to 
hold people too long. Uh, Genlock is getting a crossover with Paladins. I have no clue what Genlock is. Apparently, it's a Rooster Teeth anime. Yes. Uh, I never watched any of those. I know that people love Ruby, so Genlock probably was vaguely popular, I imagine. Not as popular. Right. Um, um, uh, even though I would say a lot of effort was put into it, but this crossover is two years too late. Genlock has not been in the forefront of anything for ever since its release pretty much and same with paladins like that game released as an overwatch type game and was immediately overshadowed by overwatch (laughs) (laughs) like these so these are two things that are crossing over that their time in the limelight is too little too late like (laughs) I, i i think it's funny but in kind of a sad way Apparently, they are still making, or there are still plans to keep making Genlock. Yeah, uh, uh, there was on HBO Max. Huh. I know. I think a year and a half or so ago, maybe two years ago, I remember there was a comic of it. Uh, oh, the new season's coming out this year. Hey. So maybe it's, you so, know. So maybe I'm just out of the loop. I don't know. I don't know. I just I, haven't heard anything about it in a long time, so I was... Should I watch this thing? It's eight episodes long. Maybe. That's not too much of a time sink, so even if it's not... Even if you don't like it much, it's not the worst waste of time. So Genlock X Paladins. So they're, they're going to be skins in the Paladins game. Uh, next was a game called Endless Dungeon, which looked really cool. It was a top-down shooter-type game. Uh, then we had, I want to pump through some of this next stuff fast because yeah. it was weird. Uh, Far Cry 6, which was just Giancarlo Esposito talking to Jeff Cayley. Yep. It didn't even show off any of the game. Yeah. Really? Uh, it didn't show off any of the game. Yeah, at all. It just showed the Them Giancarlo Esposito's face in the game. Um, a lot of weird <laughs> overtones yeah. in that interview yeah. for... How non-political Ubisoft likes to pretend its mm-hmm. games are. And then Giancarlo Esposito decides to go the route of, don't call me a villain, I'm just a man that loves my country and loves to empower people. Yes. And it's like, you and, are uh, emanating <laughs> some villain-esque things <laughs> that maybe have not healed yet. John <laughs> Carlo also opened up <laughs> on his part of the interview with, yeah, it's basically Cuba. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, no, so. No, no. Ubisoft is reeling. <laughs> Ubisoft is yeah. like, no, 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 it's not Cuba. Take it back. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't, you can't, Ubisoft can't make a, make he a stance the, like that. He and said then, the, he said the quiet part out loud <laughs> for real. Um, so yeah, you know, it love that man though. Love it. He's cool. He yeah he obviously had fun with it. Uh, you know, listen, he he really dives into whatever he's given. Yes, um, I love him for it. Yeah. Uh, next was <laughs> the weirdest crossover possible. More things that maybe didn't need to be in a showcase. Listen, <laughs> I think this belonged. Because it was so bizarre. Where else are you going to advertise that you're going to get a near 2B skin in Fall Guys than at this sort of thing? 
so if you want near skins and fall guys, uh, there you go. It's they're coming. Um, also there was somewhere in here was announced that fast and the furious skins were coming to rocket league. I was too busy screaming about how excited I was about that to put that in the notes. Yeah. But it's coming, baby. <laughs> Can't wait to get that Nissan Skyline GTR into the into Rocket League June 17th. I'm buying it day one. I'm so hyped. I love that for you, and I uh, expect that for you. Oh, yeah. Wait till I stream <laughs> and I get to just be all about my family <laughs> and I car heists. Uh Love, love Fast and Furious. It's gonna be a great so time. Excited. I, you know, I'm, I have to play through the game. I have <sighs> to. Marianne and I are watching all the movies. The game is the only natural progression. It really is. I have to do it. I would love to be there for that. Oh yeah, wait till you. Everyone hears <laughs> about it. I'm gonna buy this game. Oh, and I'm gonna God. play through it. Please buy it on sale, David. No, no, no. Full, Full price. price. Uh. So they announced that after all these times of them showing off Tunic and like never showing, like showing off the game and we never get to see anyone play it. They've been teasing this game since 2017. This cute little Fox Zelda game. Finally, next Tuesday, there will be a demo. Hopefully it's as good as we've all wanted it to be. We've talked about it on this show multiple times. Yeah. Uh, it was in the PC Game Showcase in 2017. Microsoft showed it off in 2018 as part of its E3. And then we haven't have heard much. It's been in stuff, but yeah. we haven't heard much since. So Tunic, it looks beautiful. It looks beautiful every time we see it. Very excited. Um, next was a game studio announcement. Deviation Studios which is comprised of people that worked at Treyarch and worked on Call of Duty and other uh, big-name studios. And they started their own studio, and now they're working with PlayStation. And they kept saying that whatever they're working on is going to cause a big impact in the game industry. Who knows if that's true or not? Yeah. But we'll see. I don't know. Like, they didn't hint at anything, they just were there to tell us we're working that on a exist. game and we exist. Yeah. Um it was very strange. Yeah. They I, were like almost crying while talking about <laughs> working with Sony and I They were really singing Sony's praises during this. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. Very um, strange. I I <laughs> I would like to make light of I think it was something you said in the Discord during this. I think it was you. And it was just like a, it was just baseless speculation. You're like, what if they're working on a new Killzone game? And honestly, I think a Killzone game from the Treyarch, like, from what is essentially Treyarch, solid. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can get better than that. Yeah. They they hinted at, like, that's a new IP. Yeah. But please be lying and be <laughs> making a Killzone. Because Killzone is good. Yes. And, you know, I love Horizon as a franchise, so I'm excited for what they're working on. But I want another Killzone. I like that game. Yeah. So and if the main, yeah, if the main studio that, like, originally made those games isn't going to do it, 
give it to somebody else. Yeah. Please. Yeah. So looking at you, Jack and Dexter. <laughs> yeah, Jack and Dexter or uh or like infamous or uh, infamous or good lord, so many things. We can only hope that Sucker Punch is not working on Ghost of Tsushima 2. <laughs> Please. Um next was this game called Tribes of Midgard. Which actually looked kind of cool. It looked kind of cool. Uh, this this was one of the top-down games, right? Yeah. Uh, if it wasn't for that, I would be very in on it. But for some reason, yeah. any top-down game just removes me. Really? Yeah. Like, camera is a very Im- like important thing for my game experience. It's weird. I have no defense <laughs> for it. There's a game that we need to play... Uh, that's top down that I think might change your mind a little bit, but it would make you mad too. Yeah. It's called Helldivers and it's a <laughs> top down uh, twin stick shooter Ugh. and it also has friendly fire on it. Oh no. <laughs> and it's real fun. No. Uh, so when it gets real chaotic, you can accidentally <laughs> kill your buddies. Or on purpose. Um, yeah, or on purpose. I got to get that game. Uh, I've played it with friend of the show or previous host Chris and there was one night where me, him, and Seth played it for a long time, and it was a good time. Um, next, they showed off Evil Dead the game. That game looked better than I thought it would look. Yes. But also... A lot better than I thought it you would. Know, it, it looks, looks enjoyable. like an Evil Dead game. Yeah. So if that's your thing, cool. I I haven't watched them. You know, I've seen them. I, I don't have a strong affinity for them. Yeah. I know a lot of people do. So... Listen, people love Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi. I think Sam Raimi is good. I think Bruce Campbell is good to fine. He can be grating at times, in my opinion. Because uh, he, he loves the bit. Yeah. He commits. Sometimes I don't want to hear the bit. So, <laughs> But it, it all looks cool. I'm all about, like, it. it's very pretty looking. Yeah. So. Um. Don't really understand what the game is. If it's just like survive as long as you can. Yeah, they uh, are not clear on that at all. What right. the structure of the game is at all. They but just the, but it's coming out this year. Yeah, which blew me away because it's like, what is your it game? It was just announced at last year's TGS, yeah wasn't last it? year's game or show or TGA. Yeah. TGS. Last year's the Game Awards. Yeah, it was announced the Game Awards. So, Swords. who knows what the game is? We'll see. Now we're at the the best, the biggest, the most beautiful, the giant tree game. The man, the myth, the legend. Jeff Cayley finally is out of prison. He's not being held He's hostage free. anymore. He specifically said, I'm free. He specifically <laughs> said, I'm free. <laughs> Which is just, he's so self-aware. But all the rumors were true. He had it. He did. He had this five-minute-long trailer for Elden Ring. Was it really five? No. Oh, yeah. No way. Either way, like, even if it wasn't five minutes, it's a very dense trailer. There is a lot to it. Let me pull it up. Uh, I think it's like three and a half. It's three and a half. Okay. Okay. My bad. But still. It feels like five minutes, though. There's so much. So this is like one of those trailers that you need to go through in slow mo after watching it a few times. Yeah, just take it all. The in. Sc- have you, so there's a lot of good screen grabs from the trailer. Yeah, but so let's 
So, Elden Ring trailer. <laughs> this game looks... I mean, there there's stuff with the hair that looks kind of bad. Yeah, some animation things here and there. But it's fine, because there is going to be a Series X version down the line, and a PS5 version down the line. So that's okay. Whatever. I'll take any, you know... The fact that this game exists is enough. Um, the design <laughs> of the enemies is insane. There's a man with a bunch of hands on his spine. Yep. Don't understand that. It's very uncomfortable uh, looking. Very <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I could probably say about most of these enemy yeah, designs. Yeah, literally every time an enemy showed up, I'm like, Just, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. But that's exactly what I wanted it to do. Yeah. There was a giant man with a thing on his head that, the like a thing that holds fire. Yeah. And then it's, it's flowing out fire. That was crazy. Um so it's, it's a Souls-like game, looks like. Open world. You have a horse moose. Goat that you thing? Can, yeah, horse moose goat that you can f- drive around. And um, at, it wrong. seems like at points you can hit these glowing things and you'll rock it up rock a mountain. Jump up. That's yeah. cool. I'll take that. There was a part of the trailer where it looked like there was a boss fight going on and you and the character was riding the... The creature, the horse moose thing, um, and then it looked like it did a double jump, like it, like a jump in midair. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, I, I think there's gonna be some like added mobility. Ooh, with, please. With it, that'd be cool. Yeah. I, everything in this game looked cool. Uh, the they kept calling you the tarnished, which is neat. Yeah. That's a cool name. Yeah. Uh, they say like. Um, who are you to be like a tarnished trying to be a lord or yeah. something? And I was, there was a lot of cool phrases they use for small world building things. I wonder how much of this in the end is George R. R. Martin and how much of this is It's just the typical from software from team. Soft yeah. lore team and writing Because I don't imagine any of the character creation was, <laughs> or the, the character design was George R. R. Martin. No, I, I would assume his is all story... Yeah. Like, specific story stuff. I'm wondering what the setting of this place is going to be like, too, because there's an area that looks very bloodborne y, like very Victorian and uh, London y. There's an area that has a giant glowing tree. Which is straight up from a manga series called Berserk, which most FromSoft games take inspiration from, anyways, but this is very, like. Take the thing on the page, put it in the game. Yeah. Um, then there's, you know, a swampy area. Like, there's a bunch. It's there's, a FromSoft game. Yeah. There will always be a swamp area. It's so insane. Um, it so, look, I can't stress enough how good it looks, too. Right. Like, mm. Besides the, like, hair and little stuff, like, the rest of it, just scenic and the the, the design of these enemies are so grotesque and intricate and it's so it's sometimes even difficult to make out what you're looking at yeah uh, which is just such an interesting experience to feel just in a trailer on its own like what am i seeing yeah and how does it move like what how is this doing what it's doing yeah there's this there's this one design that's like really like every time I see it, it's it 
stumps me. It I can't even describe what the body is. It's probably I think it's like slightly humanoid, but the head of what this creature should be just looks like a gnarled mess of horns just twisting and curling around each other. So there's no face or anything that I could make out or like there's no solid form. It's just just this mess of horns and it's so creepy. And, and there's a lot of teeth and a lot of fingers. <laughs> yeah. And oh. it's all very uncomfortable. Again, going back to the seeing a new enemy pop up and just going, oh, don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm very excited for this yeah. game. It has a release date of January 21st, 2022. What? Yeah. After this game not having anything for two, three years? Two, now? three years? Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think I think two. Because it showed off in 2019. Yeah. Like, it's been radio silent. And I guess it's for the better. Because they just got to work on this uh, un, <laughs> unabetted by anything, you know? Um, I... Going into the trailer, I did not think it was going to release so soon. But by the time we got to the end, and right before the release date got shown, I was fully sold that this was going to be out within the next half year give or take like it it looks like a complete package already so the fact that it's coming out in seven months Elden Ring was announced at E3 2019 jeez and then it was announced for release this one yeah. so yeah two and a half years if my math is correct at least two years yeah so I mean, this game is great. It's got a release date. Hopefully it sticks the landing on that release date. Uh, some small details about the game have come out since. Um, like the fact that the game will have... Uh, um, it's going to have ruins. Dungeon-like ruins, which is cool. It's going to have open world with horseback riding and combat. Uh, let's see. You be able to make your own character. I'm looking at a list here, sorry. Yeah, you're all good. And the, the game has a big, like, much larger scale than anything they've done. And also, uh, it's going to have four-player co-op, which is insane. Elden Ring with the boys. I'm really excited for that. So a lot of previous Souls games have kind of co-op elements. Uh, Bloodborne being the one that sticks out in my mind the most. Um, you are able to actually get your friends into your game to like help out with some sections or like boss battles and stuff, um, but not just continuously play through a session with you. Um, I'm hoping that Elden Ring has just that like continuous co-op kind of thing, like a typical co-op experience, you know? Um, I think that would do wonders in breaking the typical Souls game cycle, like gameplay cycle. Um, I I just, I can't imagine what this game is going to be like as a single-player game, but also throwing in four players just would be crazy in such a fun time. Yeah, I... I'm really looking forward to riding around my 
riding around that crazy area with my boys on my moose yeah. goat thing. <laughs> uh, Attacking any riders that come near us. Right. Like any enemy riders. I, I'm very, very curious to see all of the... All of the things that's in this game. I'm so excited. Do you think we're going to get another trailer for it at E3 for anything? Not at E3. No? I think I think we'll I think we'll probably see something else around Game Awards. Um, I think Game Awards and Tokyo Game Show. Yeah, are my two bets. Because uh, Game Award is going to be almost the launch trailer for it because that's in December usually. Right. Um. So that's because they'll have to build up some hype. Yeah. Um, you know. So they don't know if it's going to have invading. <sighs> kind of hope it doesn't. There's going to be stealth in it. What? If you want to use stealth. Okay, I do. Uh, <laughs> I like stealth. Man. Even if I'm bad at it occasionally. <sighs> this game is going to be great. It's going to be so good. Elden Ring, God. it's G- finally real. January is going to be stacked, but at, at least between Elden Ring and Pokemon Legends Arceus, like those are both January games supposedly. Oh God, <laughs> I don't. I, I we'll I, see. I'll tell you which one is higher on the priority list, and that's Elden Ring. But like, just the fact that both of those are both of these like really big games are coming out in January, I almost refuse to believe it. It's crazy, the fact that this is coming out in January. Yeah. I expected summer or late 2022. Yeah. Um, to be fair, that's probably what Starfield will end up <laughs> being. Um, you know. I've, I keep forgetting about Starfield, even though it's mentioned to me, like, at least once a week now yeah. for the past two months. It's easy to forget about. And until we know more about it, fingers crossed Sunday. Yeah. Uh you know, it's probably going to continue to be um, easy to be forgetting about it. Yeah. So if you want to talk about E3 with us, make sure to go to our Discord. Joe mentioned it in the break, and the note, the show notes has a link to it. If not, there's a link on all of our social medias. Talk to us about E3. Uh, we're hanging out in there all the time. I'm, I'm going to be in Disney on Saturday and still watching press conferences. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because that's just me. I know I know the priorities. So I'm going to be watching Ubisoft, hoping for Mario Rabbids 2. You want to be in that chat when Mario Rabbids 2 <laughs> drops because I will lose my dang mind. That's going to make... I You know, there's so much stuff during Nintendo that would make me hype. But I think I would almost cry. If Mario Rabbids 2. I don't think anyone knows how much I played that game. And I like replayed levels. Oh, that game is very good. And everyone should play it. Um, but, you know, I've got a lot of high hopes for the weekend. And I hope you guys take that journey with us. And we appreciate you, as always, listening to us week in and week out. And we will talk at you Sunday. Goodbye. See ya.